Welcome to another episode of The Close-Up, a part of the Magic HQ Network. Today's a fun show. We have ringer, podcast producer, manager, senior somewhere in that title, uh, Steve Cerruti. How you doing, man? Welcome. I'm doing great. Yeah, no, the title doesn't, doesn't matter at all. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like a vibes guy for Rosillo, for Bill, and I'm like one of three Magic fans anybody knows. Uh, so uh, it's always great to talk about the Magic, especially now. I know it's a little bit of a weird downturn, but... Uh, it's always good to just chat and spend some time. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Um, I'm psyched to have you. I'm glad we, we were able to connect uh, after like a venting session on the Twitter like comment section. It's like, hey, let's let's make this happen on the show. All right, cool. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. There's not a lot of uh, Magic fans connected to like a national media outlet um, or just in general outside of Orlando, Florida. So it's it's. It's fun to be able to connect with um, you know, someone who works in like a, a larger sport aspect. Uh, I consider the the Ringer a national outlet at this point. Not you know small, not no longer like the smaller uh, mom and pop shop that it used to be, yep. in my opinion. But it's it's grown to to the big dog levels, and uh, it's always fun just to kind of get that perspective because you see so many different elements of media than just kind of what the average fan would think so we'll get into all that later and um we're gonna get into a really good conversation here shortly but before we do that i gotta take care of the housekeeping um magic fans just want to remind you all of two things one of one is our instagram subscriber program five dollars a month gets you into our members only group chat gets you 20 percent off magic home games um there's custom uh, content we make just for you weekly, uh, often multiple times a week, and a few other benefits. So if you're interested in that, go to our pin tweet on our Instagram, five bucks a month. It basically comes right back to you guys in better content and giveaways. So check that out. And then last but not least, just our quick uh, ad read that I forgot to pull up the latest uh, the latest thing. All right, with the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-date uh, odds, news, and scores. Um, well, this ad read is a little off because if you go to Bet Online right now, you'd know you could bet on the current playoffs, not the playoffs that are around the corner. Uh, games are being played today. Um, with the addition of... With the additional odds, lines, trends, and information on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information. Um, Steve, I got a question for you, man. Uh, are you a sports better, and would you ever bet on the Magic without Franz in the starting lineup? Uh, I am a sports better. Um, I'm actually like a really big soccer better. I love betting on like the Premier League. I had a big run during the last World Cup, um, Champions League. I always like to tweet out my picks. Uh, so yes, I, I actually hate betting the NBA though. I just, I've never been really great at it. And, you know, I know people who, who bet like, you know, they'll tell you like, it's basically impossible to like consistently win the NFL. I found that way in, in, in basketball. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm bet with my heart too much, but I definitely don't know that I would love to, to back the, the magic without Franz, but there are some value spots. I just don't know them. So if, if you got any soccer betting questions, come to me, but the NBA betting stuff is not for me. Soccer, got it. NBA, not for you. Um, well, if for some reason you ever needed to find a new platform that you're currently using, or if you're maybe you're already on it, but 
try out bet online. It's really good. Um, I, I'm the same. I, it's a little harder for me to bet out here in California because we're not fully up to yep. date, but like bet online has some ways around that, which is really cool. There you go. Um, so listeners, if you want to bet on soccer, uh, you know, hit up Steve in the, yeah. in the mentions, he'll help you out and then head over to bet online. Um, where you can get into the action and see all the up-to-date odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first episode. Uh, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. And with that, we are part of the BELIEVE Podcast Network. And that's a wrap on the housekeeping. Steve. Thank you for putting up with that. I did not prep you with the, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you mid ad read to jump in. Um, So anyways, here we go. So, all right, man. um, Before we get into the current season and like where we are emotionally with, with this up and down roller coaster of a, of a, of a season, I'd like to backtrack a little bit and uh, let the fans learn a little bit more about you and how you became a magic fan. Um, and just even like like how you got connected into the sports media world because I find all of that interesting myself. Um, so first off, like you're wearing a sweet Duva, Duvin uh, magic yeah. hat. Shout uh, out to the guys. Yep. But you are located in Connecticut at the moment. How did you become a Magic fan? What's your story there? So, I so I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, I still live in Connecticut, and I spent some time uh, at ESPN, which is why I'm still here. And then at the Ringer, I, I basically now am fully remote. So when you grow up in Connecticut, you know, it's usually, it depends on like what part of the state you're from. If you're closer to New York city, usually, you know, you you become a fan of the New York teams. If you're, you know, up North a little bit more, you become kind of like closer to the Boston teams. And I was like smack dab in the middle of the state. So like the town I grew up in was like 50, 50, like everybody, like I had family members that are big Red Sox fans. I had family members that are Yankee fans, like all over the spectrum. Patriots uh, were, were there. Obviously that was when I was a kid, they weren't good then. That was before the Brady era and all that stuff. So there weren't a lot of Pats fans, but I just never really subscribed to either of those. I just never had any connection to them. So I kind of just started rooting for the teams that I that I first liked when I was like five, six, seven years old, or the first team that I played with in a video game. And one of my earliest basketball memories is, you know, the those Magic early finals teams. I love the jerseys. I was a big Shaq guy. And then I ended up really just becoming like a bigger Penny Hardaway fan. Um, so it was really like Penny and Shaq and then like the little Penny commercials that when I was a kid and I had like the shoes and, and all the different gear. Um, and then, so that was when I was like really young, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. And then by the time T-Mac was, uh, kind of in his like prime with the magic in the early two thousands, that really cemented at home. And T-Mac is like probably my favorite magic player of all time. I had all the shoes. I had all the Adidas gear that he that he was putting out. Um, he's wearing like a sick hat, by the way. Whenever he does these new appearances now, he has like the cool like Adidas. Nice. I, I can't I can't find it anywhere online. So if you know where to if you know where, give me a link because I want to buy those. But uh, so basically, that's how it happened. And I, I'm in a friend group where like a lot of my friends are similar. Like I, I'm friends with a Blazers fan with a Pistons fan. He's not having a great time right now. <laughs> um, uh, a Nets fan. Um, so like, we're kind of all over the place and we just basically like what team was good in like NBA live, like Oh two, or that's, that's basically the team right, we played. Right. With. So, so T Mac was my guy and that's kind of what cemented at home. That's awesome. Um, 
I'll see if we can figure out what's up with T-Mac. He randomly follows me on Twitter. Me too. Um, I know. I don't know sounds... if he just like knows all the magic people, but <laughs> yeah. it's kind of random. I've never talked to him. We'll, we'll see. I haven't either. Uh, I, I hit him up a few weeks ago to see if he'd want to come on the podcast, and I got left on red. So uh, at least he checked it. <laughs> all right. That's all right. Yep. Maybe um, one day. But if he, if he ever responds, the first thing he'll say, hey, come on the podcast, and also we need to know about your hats. Let's yeah. let's get some going You're on. You're missing an opportunity here, man. A lot of people For want For real. This. I feel like interesting for your friend group. I don't know how to feel about that. It's a lot of friends with like with mixed emotions on their teams in the last couple of decades, you know, like the Blazers have been up and down some good moments, but really like questionables with with Dame. Then like the Pistons, like they've been in a similar situation with the Magic up until recently, where it's like a decade of rebuilding or so. Lottery. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, the Nets, I mean, like, what an emotional roller coaster with with KD and Irving and and Harding, uh, like, like Harden, sorry, not Harding. Uh, yep. It's it's yeah, it's. I feel bad for you and your friends. Not not bad, but well, just like you should not a lot of success there. You shouldn't because in high school, my my Pistons fan buddy, like, they won a title in '04, so like he that True. was like the first like of all of the teams that we had, like you know the Magic at that point had been in a title and uh but you know i was like too young to really even right. remember or comprehend that so he so he did he was like the first of our friend group that like won a championship i remember it all being like super jealous and then that team like kind of got broken up somewhat quickly after that sure. um but so you shouldn't feel bad for him and then like my blazers fan buddy man he had like a decade plus of dame lower and that True. was always fun they made a conference final they had a good run yeah maybe they like under achieved just a little bit but None of it's been as bad as the Magic this past like, decade plus. Like it's just the it's Pistons been have that nice championship run too. True. Yep. Yep. So and, they and, at least have some know. better history than us. And I, I wouldn't, you know, again, I don't think any of them have the. I wouldn't buy any stock in any team higher than the Magic right now of all of those teams. But they they've That's had fair. some good runs. It's now it's now our turn. It's been a it's yeah it's been a rough decade. I it, it it's you know it, it's it's kind of funny because like the Magic have been good for most of like my younger life and you know obviously they've made multiple finals they've had some of the best players in the history of the NBA play for the franchise but this last decade like they just couldn't get out of their own way with it and a lot, a lot of it I mean I've talked to Rusillo about this like they've just had a lot of un- like unlucky draft positions like they were like they, they never had any lottery luck for so long and the one year they had the lottery luck luck was the was like the worst draft in a decade with Oladipo no I, oddly enough I, of course Giannis goes in that draft but like you know what are we can take Giannis too he wasn't even he was barely right. a lottery pick projection at that so I don't even like I don't even like really like entertaining that idea but uh but man I tell you like you know as far as like the teams that you're buying stock in the future it's I don't there aren't many teams higher than the Magic for sure no, I mean we're definitely one of the more exciting like young cores for for Magic fans and I mean just in the in the in the in the league in general. I mean, rookie of the year going to make an all-star team like hard to be like pessimistic about, about this team right now, despite like the current, uh, the current losing that we've been going on with the, with all the injuries and whatnot. Yeah. Um, before we get too deep into that, I do want to ask, man, like, so you're in sports media, you, I mean, you've worked, like you said, with ESPN and, and, um, and like, and now the ringer, you know, both like really large outlets, obviously one of the biggest outlets and now, potentially another one of the biggest outlets in the ringer like and we're going with bill simmons ryan rasula some of the biggest names too and you are the guy that gets called on whenever there's like a magic yeah a magic thing a magic <laughs> it's a very question. strange place to be i know yeah but but the thought is like one what is your thought on national media's perspective on the magic from someone who watches it from like a much more detailed uh point of view versus some of your colleagues or you know 
not colleagues, but like people in the same market as you, um, you know, and they're and how they view the team. Like, how does that feel and whatnot? Yeah. Well, what's cool is like, you know, Bill, Bill Simmons, for example, like, you know, he'll, he'll just straight up ask me like, you know, about what, cause he, he's not, he, he watches like a lot of games. He's a big league sure. pass guy, but like, you know, and Brasillo is always like very upfront about this is like, no one's going to be more invested or know more about, you know, uh, their team than those fans. Like I could watch all the magic games I want, uh, as part of like the regular, like, just following the league schedule. And I'm not, I'm not a magic fan. So I don't have the investment. I don't necessarily know the things. And it's like, I don't know what I don't know. And so those two guys actually do a pretty good job of like being like, Hey, like I've seen this, like, what do you think? You know, or I've seen like, for example, like a recent, I'm on a group chat with Bill and a bunch of other ringer NBA people. And there was like the rumors about the Wendell Carter trade, like him being on the block and all of them were like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, maybe he'd be a fit here or there. And I was like, guys, I don't, why would they trade him? Like that? He, he, it's like the lowest he's the lowest his stock has been in years. His contract is one of the best contracts in the entire league. He makes no money considering how good he is. Um, I think he fired his agent basically after that contract happened because right. of how, how, how much of a good deal it was for the Magic. I was like, well, it would take a lot for the Magic to let him go. And I think like the cool thing is like a lot of those guys, they look for that perspective. They're like, oh, that's a good point. I didn't know that. I don't follow the team as closely as you do. So, and it's like that for any you know fan base. It's not just the Magic specifically. So I sure. think those guys do a good job of like reaching out to people. Bill specifically, like he has friends, you know, of of of, of people all across, you know, whether it's different sports teams, whatever. And he's good at like reaching out and being like, what's give me the pulse of like, what's going on? Like, tell me what I don't know about the situation. So it is a little bit weird sometimes when it's like, you know, Hey, you're the the, the voice of the magic, uh, which, you know, I don't, I don't like really like being that. Cause there are some times where people don't like the things I say about the magic, which is fine. Like you don't have to agree with everything I say, but, um, but it, it's, but it, it is cool. Like, you know, whether it be Ryan or Bill, like they'll always kind of ask me like, what do you think about this guy? Or is, th- is this guy as bad as like his stats look? Cause like for exa- a great example, of that is Jalen sucks for two yeah. straight years before this year. I was like, man, there's something about him. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'm not like, I know the stats are bad. I know the shooting numbers are bad, but he's not a bad player. He's a winning basketball player. And Bill listened to that and has like kind of been on that train for a while. And now of course this year he has the big breakout season. Everybody looks super smart because they he talked to a guy who actually watches the game. So it is a little bit weird, um, but both, both, mostly those guys are good at, at like checking in and seeing what's up. It's it's been like a couple of years now where it's like the draft special, and and it was you and and Kevin for the longest time. You know, yep. Kevin's off to other things at this point, but it's like, but but you you know what the nice thing is, Steve, and I bet this is like going to be refreshing for you is like you you probably won't have to be on that draft lottery special, like. You know, you don't, there's a lot less pressure. You don't, you don't have to I feel what it's going to be to react to like the fifth or sixth or first pick anymore. It's like, you know, hopefully not at least, you know, no, it's, well, it's gotta be a nice feeling like a little less pressure. Maybe it, it is less pressure. Well, so one of the things that people like to throw in my face, cause I it was, <clears throat> it was on the, it was on the draft special when we took Paulo and I, I don't know if you remember, I was a big check guy. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to remember, um, I don't feel like I'm wrong about that. I think Chet is incredible. However, I am happy that we we got Paulo. Um, sure. Yeah. I think I think there's and we we can have this debate a little later if you want. Like I I think I think everybody is happy. Maybe except the Rockets. Everybody's happy. <laughs> uh, although I'm not selling any of my Jabari stock, but I wanted Chet. We took Paulo, and that was fine. But there was a clip when Bill kind of asked me. Uh, because you have to understand, like we are taping that in real time. Like we don't have any right. information. I'm like barely on Twitter, so the whole time we're talking about like all these scenarios or whatever. And 
you know, I'm still thinking, do they still want Jabari? Are they still want chair? Are they, are they taking Paolo so that they can maybe trick the Rockets into potentially trading them more players and picks and actually get the guy that they wanted. So there's a clip that people love throwing in my face where I said, like, maybe we're stuck with Paolo. But I only, I only said that because we were talking about the context of whether or not we were going to trade him or not. And right. so people, people love to say that, oh, you didn't want Paolo. You didn't like Paolo. That's not true at all. I, did, I, 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 was not dis, I was not unhappy with the pick. I was surprised by it. But I am very excited in the future to not have to talk about draft, draft projections anymore because I don't, I don't like talking about the draft. I don't, I don't watch a ton of it's college tough. hoops. I do watch – like I, obviously I work with Ryan pretty closely, and he's a big NBA draft guy, so I get a lot of things from him. And he was a big – Paolo was his number one player in that, in that draft. Um, but I, I don't like talking about the draft because I'm not an expert on it. But like people love to throw that in my face about how like, oh, yeah, you said you, you said, you know, we're, we're stuck with Paolo. I said that in relation to being to potentially trading him. Um, but if we want to have the chat conversation, we can have that, too, because I think that's going to be a debate for many years to come. You know, what's great about like being a fan of something is like you can have your opinion and then your opinion can also evolve as we continue to gather more information. Correct. Right. And it's no, like, you, how dare yep. you say something reasonable yeah. like that? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You wanted Chet. I mean, I have a couple friends that are going to like bail, like, like get mad at me right now for being so nice to you about your Chet feelings because I, I hated Chet and did not, not hate it, but I really didn't want him. And I've given them a lot of crap for like being low on Paulo. Um, but, but, you know, that's okay. Like, you know, first, first time on the show, first time you and I really interacting, like, it's okay that you want to chat. I'm not too, too annoyed at that. That's okay. You've, you've grown. Um, and chat's going to be awesome. Awesome. That's I'm just saying, yeah, that's the thing. They're great. both, they're both good. Like, uh, you know, yeah, he got hurt last year. And I think, you know, you can make the argument that, and I think this is the correct answer, is that the Magic needed a guy more like Paolo and OKC needed a guy more like Chet. Yeah. Because we didn't because because the, the Magic need a face of the frame. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still sort of like in the camp that there are there is a, a path for Franz to still potentially be the best. I know recently that that's probably not as good of an argument because of how good Paolo's look. Um, but that there's still a chance that like Franz could be the guy. You know, whether it's 80, 20, probably Paolo Franz is probably what it is now. Sure. Um, if we had taken Chet. I don't know that he would have the same success that he's had in OKC. So, because I think we that goes asked both him to do ways. way more. You know, I think yeah, that goes a probably. little bit of, for both. You know, and it's it's also too. It's like we've we've we lacked that that offensive threat for so long that could also be a playmaker. Um, and we already had like some good defensive potential players on our team. You know, Correct. The, the Jonathan Isaacs of the world, the Jalen Suggs, um, and, and things like that. And it's like, you know. Chet's going to be awesome as a defensive player and, and, you know, uh, you know, he's got definitely a lot of offensive potential, but I don't ever see him being that like top five, top 10 offensive player in, in the league that, that we kind of needed. And, and, and there's like, that's just, that, that's how I'm always going to like lean on, on why we needed that, why he was the better player for, for us at the time too. Um, but and I'll, dude, I'll just be honest. Like, since we're on the topic, I will always be nervous of players with with his body type being sustained Fair. at a long. Where it's like, mm -hmm. Paulo's like, I feel like he could get hit by a train and probably still be fine. Um, you know, he was born to a, play in the NBA. Good, yeah, he's born. He's, he's, he's he has an NBA body. He's huge. Built like he's, a rock. Yeah, like you know, my my biggest concerns with him were about efficiency, which I think you could still be concerned about. Although I'm not sure as worried about it. Um, but but Chet, I, again, I think. I think everybody's happy. One, two, those two teams, OKC and us, like I think they got the guy that they probably, that was probably best suited for them.
Well, well, Steve, so like moving a little bit past that now, we are like this Magic team, we're halfway through the season by a few games. Um, we got a 22 and 20 record. We are, I wouldn't say firmly anymore. We're firmly in the eighth, ninth like spot where we have 22 games. The Bulls just won. They're on a little bit of a streak right now playing well. They have 21 games. We, we have a few games to make up to get back into that like sixth, seventh, you know, fifth range in the standings but but this team has been you know we had that hot start right i have a couple of stats i don't typically pull a lot of stats but i have a few we went 16 and 7 through the first 23 games and now we've gone 6 and 11 to round us out to 42 Mm -hmm. games this season so like it's been a little bit of up and down we were we, we all thought as fans like oh it's cool we're coming in pretty healthy you know we lost wendell and and fultz early but like we had so much success without them for a while. It, it kind of didn't it went on the back burner on, on the injuries. And then we just got hit with the plague of injuries again and sickness. And it's been a little up and down. I like to describe it as a roller coaster. So far, what ha, how have you been taking in this season as a, as, as a fan, as, a, as an observer of the magic? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like we do the, the, you know, Bill does every year, the annual over-unders pod with, with house and, and Rosillo and they go through every team and they have, you know, I think they're not, I think the, the magic were, I want to say 37 and a half was the number uh, for, for win totals. And, you know, it was kind of like a back and forth thing. I thought the number was like pretty, pretty good. I, I of course, like would be biased and say, oh, I think it, it would be over, but it wouldn't be over by like 10 games. I thought it would you know, right. be close. Maybe they'd be a 500 team. So if you were to tell me right now at the midway point of the season that they're 22 and 20 at the before the season, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's a great leap because like, I think a lot of, like, a lot of magic this is, uh, to, to your question earlier about just like, you know, what sort of the national media doesn't know sometimes about like a, a, a specific team is that the magic when they started last year, they started five and 20. It was a horrific start. A lot of that was because they didn't have faults and you know, there was or any point still, guard or any point guard. Yeah. They were basically Cole making Franz and Paolo do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but then after that point, they were a, a, a 500 team basically for the rest of the season. And so I kind of assumed that that would happen this year as well. So for them to be a couple of games over 500, if you would have told me that, you know, in October, that this would be where they're at right now, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's fine. I think obviously we're a little bit bummed out because of how great the start was and what sort of like we, because I, I remember saying on Ryan's pod, maybe like a couple of weeks in, and it was in the middle, I think of that winning streak. I'm going, I think we might need to reevaluate what our expectations are for the season. Like it might not just be playing. It might be like, get a, like get an actual playoff spot, like go like one through six, like don't dip right. into the plan. And I think that's still not unrealistic. It's just that the injuries have kind of killed all of the, the momentum that this team has had. And you're right. Like we, it, w- it was kind of weird because they did play well without some of those guys. You know, obviously Goga's had a pretty, pretty, pretty big, you know, breakout sort of at least like, you know, quarter of a season, but, I, yeah. but that doesn't mean that I think he should be a starter. I think that Wendell is like expendable by any means. I still think Wendell is an incredibly important player to this team going forward. They just happened to play well without him for a while. Same thing with Markel Fultz. Um, you know, it's kind of amazing that Anthony Black has given them sort of the minutes that they've, they've gotten so far. But is that something that you can count on for an entire season from a rookie? Probably not. So, um, you know, I think if they're and then obviously now Franz being out has been just kind of like, you know, that's that they just they really can't overcome that on a night in night out basis. And so, like, my expectation for the team is like, all right, yeah, like, I still think that everything is on the table. They're still a good team. They still have to get healthy. And anything, you know, anything from I feel like five to like 10 is probably realistic, you know, like, the, the East is still really packed in, in that in that, you know, part of the standing. So, 
Um, I'm, I'm okay with where we're at. Obviously it's been a bummer because it's been like a little bit of a rough stretch here, but get healthy. I think they have one of the easiest schedules to, for the remainder of the season. And I know that's sometimes deceptive based on like, you know, who's healthy and, and whatever, but like the, the schedule is, is pretty manageable here on the way out. I expect them to be a competitive team night in, night out. And that's, that's kind of how I feel. And if, if we're in the plan, great. If we somehow make the sixth spot, that's great too. I think anything in that range is, is what we expected this season. And I would be happy with that. Yeah, then that's fair too. I I'm I, I would be understanding if we made the play in uh, at this point, just because of the the run that we've had right now, and and uh, you know the lack of runway that we I mean lack of runway we still have half the season left, but but still I mean it's it's not nearly as much cushion as before to to make up to kind of get back into that like not play in spot um you know to to jump into that that sixth uh or fifth position uh but i don't think it's impossible right um they're only you two know, games back they're only two games only back, two games you know? um and, and, and you know franz is is questionable going into today's game by the way i don't think i said this at the top of the podcast but magic fans if you're listening this is being recorded on the morning of january 21st or or early afternoon this will hopefully come out before the miami uh game uh when, when the magic play them in a handful of hours but but we'll see if i can get it edited and, and up in that that amount of time um if not you'll be hearing it shortly after or before um but but yeah man so it's like we we have some space to catch up. Franz is questionable going into this game, which I feel pretty good by saying like, if he's not playing this game, then he'll be back probably the next game. We got to, you know, we, we have another, are we on a back-to-back. Do we play tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we have a back-to-back, you know, Cleveland yeah. comes in tomorrow, but then there's like a good most of the week off. Our next game isn't until Friday versus, versus Phoenix uh, or, or Memphis Grizzlies. So it's like there's some time there. And then this is where we're starting to get into that second half of this uh, this month where it's like going to start easing up schedule-wise. Like you mentioned, we have the easiest remaining schedule left. It's just like, man, it, it shows, I think, we learned how important Franz is to this team, right? Like, yeah. we, we we were able to survive without without Fultz, without uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, you know, Black playing at, at an NBA defensive level really helped and not like a guy who needed to learn how to play NBA defense. Like, he was just there from day one. Um, I think we learned that, like, Goga is is a serviceable, uh, like, high-end backup that, that, yep. that, you know, for a while there. And like, I have a take on Twitter where I got some heat for it. I was like, yeah, Wendell needs to earn his spot back. Uh, and I meant that at the time. And I, I still kind of stand by it, stand by it to an extent. Granted, he's played really well the last couple of games where it's like, <laughs> dude, he didn't only just come into this season and then like get hurt, but like he looked awful before he got hurt and then looked pretty bad after he came back too. Yeah. you know, granted you could chalk that up to he was still not fully healthy but i think you man, need to get in shape a little bit more yeah yeah for sure but okay so like we have we have this information we we have a bunch of rumors going into the trade not a bunch but a few like wendell like the two names i just dropped wendell and, and markel fultz like what's your thoughts with this team going into the trade deadline and and yeah. some of the rumors that you've been hearing i mean I think we've been saying this for the last decade. Like, can we just get some shooting? Can we get, yeah. we get some shooting? Because I, you know, you know what's funny is, uh, you're, you're right. Like, the, the Franz thing has been a little bit weird because at first, like, he goes out and it's like, all right, just put the ball in Paolo's hands, like, spread it out and just let him kick. And then we had a couple good games shooting from three. We beat Denver and I think Atlanta in back-to-back games. And it's like, whoa, is this actually the way that yeah. we should play with Paolo as, like, basically just like a, a, a you know, 
I hate saying this, but like a poor man's LeBron, like just give him the ball and then put a bunch of people who are going to be shooters or whatever or rollers. And, and it kind of worked for a couple of games. And you had people, I think in magic circles being like, wait, do we, do we need Franz? Like, is this, is this how we, is this how the team should play? And I'm glad that it's, I don't like the losses, but I'm glad that it is sort of like we that's come crashing down to earth because it's totally, it's a dumb debate to have to ask Paulo to do that on a night and night out basis is terrible. I was also extremely frustrated with how the offense was like, I didn't think there was any like plays being called that it was just like, Hey, Paulo, go out there and just be super talented. Do the thing. And, and I hate, I, yes, he is capable of doing that sometimes, but that shouldn't be your offense. Like that shouldn't be how you try to win games. And that I'm not like, this isn't like a knock on, on, on coach Mosley or anything like that, but it's like, that's just a, that's just a, a flawed way of trying to like actually build a team. Um, so I'm kind of happy that we've again, realized how important Franz is to this team. And, but I'm, I'm still kind of in the camp of, let him get fully healthy. Like I'm not trying to rush anybody back. Like we're still this, this isn't like a dire situation where we have to like sure. have guys being played uh, playing hurt. So you know if he's if he can play today, great. You know if it's another game or two, I'm I'm sort of okay with that. Just like be healthy, don't rush back and then get another injury and kind of ruin even a bigger chunk of the season. So as far as the trade deadline though. Yeah, like I've said, Buddy Heal's name forever. I don't know what Indiana's going to do now. Obviously, they made the Siakam trade, and they have some what you know some high aspirations for this season and the next couple of seasons. So I don't know if that like changes what his, what what his value is to them. Um, like, would I trade Wendell for him? No, I don't. I, I would not. Yeah, like, when, no. for, to me, like Wendell is a very valuable player. There are not very many centers that can do the things that he can do on that incredible of a contract for another like two, three years. I forget how many years are left. So if you're trading Wendell Carter, like you better get like somebody really freaking good back. Um, you know, it's, it's not to get somebody like Buddy Heald because I because no, if that's the no. case, I'll just just wait until the summer and add shooters and free agency. That's like, a different I'm play. Not, yeah, a Buddy Heald move, in my opinion, is like trading Gary Harris. If you don't feel like bringing Chuma back next year and you know that today, Maybe throw Fultz, him in Chuma. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, <clears throat> Fultz, I. I have a hard time like. Oh, before we go on to Fultz, Wendell Carter Jr., I want to I want to I want to stay there for half a second. Sorry, my brain's moving faster than I can. No, speak. it's all good. I throw a lot of names. Um, at you. It's fine. You know, like Wendell Carter Jr., I agree with you. Like, I think what I've learned with the GoGo experience is that this team can be successful with a different type of center than Wendell Carter Jr. at center mm-hmm. because, like, they are totally different types of centers. You know, GoGo, in my opinion, is a, a different type of defender. He can't guard the perimeter as much, but he's a much better paint defender, in my opinion. Yep. But a bigger body to protect the rim. Um, you know, he's a he's kind of like a little bit of a different type of play finisher. Um, can't stretch the floor. Definitely a better rebounder. So like they're just different mm-hmm. players where like Wendell Carter's got a better offensive package. He's got some more post moves. He can stretch the floor. Um, he's a, a little bit more of a versatile defender because he can play the four and the five. Um, and and I, I think just overall better passer. So like Wendell is the better player, but I think we've learned that we can survive a little bit with Goga. Um, but I agree with you. I wouldn't trade Wendell just to trade him or to get like like you said like a buddy healed or um i don't even know if i would trade wendell to go get like a, a malcolm brogdon like as a you no, know he's a, nope. but but if he could i would consider trading wendell if we could maybe get a player that's going to be a longer term fit for a need that we have to fill, right? I don't know what that player is. Um, like, I don't think I'm going to, some of my friends in my group texts are going to hate me for this because they've been bashing on me at forever. But like, if the front office really thought Deontay Murray was like the 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 fix for long-term at 
at point guard who I'm like, dude, go, go get him. I would love him on this team. Um, you know, okay. I would include Wendell in that type of trade. Cause that's like fixing a, a, a bigger need in my opinion than fixing center at this moment. And then you can fix center later, but, but you're yep. right. I, I agree with you. You don't trade him for like buddy heel. Now you mentioned potentially throwing in like a Markel Fultz. Now, dude, man, he's had such a interesting season. So first off, like, what are your thoughts on Markel this season? Um, granted, it's a little early. He's still coming back from injury to an yeah. extent. Um, but like, he's not on a contract extension. I just had Keith Smith on the show last week uh, with Yahoo and, uh, or not Yahoo, Spot, Spot Track. And he's like, I haven't even heard a peep of a contract extension. And he's the guy that knows that kind of shit. So it's mm-hmm. like, what what are your feelings just on him with this team going forward? Um, and And just, yeah, Markel Fultz. I'll just leave it there. I'll, I'll preface this by saying that I have been like a big Markel guy for the last few years. I thought sure. he was one of the more underrated players in the league. Another classic case of like, if you didn't watch match games night in and night out, like you didn't realize right. actually how important he was to this team and how good he was, despite the fact that, yeah, he's never going to be a great shooter, but he's a really good point guard. He's a good defender. And he, they, they've like sorely missed him for, for stretches the last couple of years when they didn't have him. Absolutely. Now, now, now that I think Franz and Paulo are a little bit more, uh, polish in the playmaking ability, and obviously they, you know, they draft a guy like Anthony Black, and they just re-sign Cole Anthony. Like the writing for me is kind of on the wall. Like I just don't know. Like, are you gonna like what's the what is the point in re-signing him? Like, if you have all these other, obviously Jalen Suggs is still here, not a pure point guard, but still, you know, can can play that role. I I can I think he's just expendable. And I, I hate saying that because I really like the guy. I just don't, I don't know that his future is, is with, is with the team and certainly with a contract extension. So if you can use him as an expiring to get somebody, I think you, I think you do it. Um, again, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Keith would know better than me, like what his value is around the league. I, sure. I don't know how I, it might just be purely as an expiring contract, which is fine. Um, so that's the guy I would have as, as much as I like the guy, I would have no problem with them Trump potentially putting uh potentially putting faults in a trade because I just I don't know that he's the long-term fix because again you're gonna need if you're gonna have Paulo and Franz as your primary sort of like you know playmaker ball handle or whatever which is I think the long-term future of this team you're going to just need shooting from the guard position and yeah. like if and, and that's just not him so and that's 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 the great thing about Jalen Suggs and him shooting like 40 percent from three this year is that like that's that's who we needed him to become and he has become that guy which is incredible but you kind of you you can't have you can't have another non-shooter you know essentially at at the guard position. So you need somebody like Dejounte is an interesting name. I don't I don't love him as much as some other people do. I know he hit the game winner against us a couple of days ago, so people are gonna think I'm a hater. I like him. I I, I think he's like a B B plus player. I, not that not that I wouldn't sure. take him. It just it would depend on the trade. I have to see what the trade is. But yeah, um, and that's the question. Like I don't know who that answer is, but it's it like I I would want a, a shooting guard who, yeah, can have some playmaking responsibilities, but mostly is just like a good shooter and a good defender because um, that's what I think this team needs, and that's just not Fultz. So I, I would assume that if they're trying to look around, that that Fultz is on the table for for just about any, any ways to try to improve this team's roster right now. Yeah, and, and I agree with you and on, on a lot of aspects there. Like, this isn't necessarily about Fultz the person. Um, he's a great person, great story to get behind, uh, you know, a lot of, reasons to want to support him as a player um you know he does have good basketball skills good defender good playmaker obviously we've seen the last yeah good locker room guy we've seen the last couple of games like his ability to like like 
get to the basket still and and throw down and transition is still very real. Um, you know, it seems like his TOS is is flared back up and messing with his shot again, and and that's yeah. that's concerning too for not even just us who need shooting, but like teams around the league. Um, but but you know, I don't I don't know, man. I don't. I don't you're right. I don't know what his what his trade value is either. If it outside of expiring, like maybe a team wants to take a flyer and see if he can run a second unit one day. I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, like a San Antonio or something like that, who who yeah, kind of needs honestly, some stability at point. Yeah. But but you're right, man. I don't know. So it's like I I, I have a feeling with the point guard situation where it's like we might move on from Fultz this this deadline or this summer, but we still probably need a, a stopgap point guard for like a year or two until black is ready. And I just don't see too many guards on the market that are like the long-term fix. Uh, but I do see plenty of guards that could be a, like a, a stopgap for us for like a year or two and, and, and whatnot. Go ahead. What do you think about, what do you think about, cause this has been floated a, a lot. I don't know how I, how I feel about this. What do you, there's been a lot of Tyus Jones talk. Um, obviously he could shoot good playmaker. He's small, man. Like I just yeah. worried, I mean, defensively, like in the playoffs, like that just doesn't fly, but yeah, like he offers the shooting and the playmaking that would that would sort of like definitely fit a regular season need. And yeah. if you don't have to give up a ton to get him, I, I would I'd be interested in Tyus Jones. I I'm like fifty fifty on him. Like there's times I'm like, dude, all right, let's let's go get him. But then I'm like, okay, six one. We literally just gave a three year extension to Cole, who is also six one. We really want both of our main point guards running each unit to be that small. Um, and granted, like Tyus is tough. He, he can defend, but he's like positionally, like you can't really throw him on too many guys outside of like the shortest guy in the, in the lineup, which is typically the point guard. Um, and do I want to pay him, uh, uh, his next contract? Maybe, probably, but I don't know if I want to pay him a really big contract. Like (laughs) if I could get him on like a, a a nice two year deal, but he's youngish, he's going to want like a nice long deal probably with a lot of money. Um, and it's just like, I don't know what his current, like, do we want to pay him much more than we're paying Cole? Because that's what it's going to come down to. Right. I think Cole's going to be making like 10, 11 a year for the next three years. And like Tyus, like, do we want to, do we, do we want to pay him probably like 15 to 17 a year for the next three I don't know if I do. I honestly think I'd rather go trade for Malcolm Brogdon and deal with him for like two years and like let and then hopefully Black is ready to take over by the time Brogdon's contract is up in like another season, right? That's kind of like more or less my mindset with 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 Tyus Jones. But Tyus yeah. is a really good player. He's filled in awesome for for the Grizzlies before he was moved on to to Washington. I can't pretend I've watched him much in Washington, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about Tyus. As long as it's not Zach Levine, uh, that's that's I I am a never Zach Levine guy. Like I never want him on the Magic. I if he's I don't want him on any. It, no one should want him on their favorite team. I think he might be my least favorite player in the NBA. Uh, I say that as respectfully as possible. Sure, he's a nice guy. I don't know. I just I do not like watching him play. I think he is just like an overall net negative to a franchise. And anybody that's talking about him being like a guy, oh yeah, he could shoot, do all this stuff. No, no, because he's he's. <laughs> We need somebody who doesn't think they're the best player on the team, too. That's the problem, too. And he's yeah. going to come in and want the shots and think he's the dude. No, oh, all these younger guys, like, I'm the vet. I'm the guy. I don't want anything to do with the Zach Levine type. So, like, I, there just aren't that many names. Like, I don't mean, we can make stuff up. Like, I, I was, like, getting all excited when there was a rumor about Laurie Markin being available. And I was like, just go get Laurie. Like, who cares? Like, totally. Just be, just be gigantic. But then, you know, uh, you know, people are just like, yeah, why would they trade him? Like, he's making reasonable money. He wants to stay in Utah. 
Um, he's under contract for another few years. And it's like, yeah, that's probably right. Like it's going to take an insane haul to get him out of there. And I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't give that up. So like, I just don't know that that this, per, the person exists, you know, who, who were, who were trying to figure out. So we're like operating on the fringes of like, that's why you're talking about your Tyus Jones, your Brogdon's, your buddy heels. Like there isn't like, ideally, you know, we could add our version of Derek, uh, Derek white. Right. But I don't, I don't right. know that that guy is out there. You know, I don't know that there's somebody like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you think there's somebody else, but I just, I just don't know that there's like this obvious move to be made, which is why I just like, wouldn't be that upset if they just kind of held status quo, played out the rest of the year with who they have, learn a little bit more about what you have. And then, you know, obviously make some free agent signings in the summer. I, I, I feel like we're going to see something similar to what you just said. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like say stay status quo. Like I'm hopeful, like. All right, man, the writing's got to be on the wall with, with with Gary Harris, right? And if the writing truly is also on the wall with Markel Fultz, I'd like to see, like, something done with those guys um, just so, you know, they're not – I don't know. It's like maybe we're just getting – maybe we're just selling Gary Harris for a second-round pick. Cool. Let's do that. That opens up playing time for Chuma and Jet – or uh, not Chuma and Jet, for Caleb and Jet, right? Um, I would and, see, and, I would not do that, though, because I, I don't – I still think Gary, like for this season, is valuable. You know, like yeah. he's still our, he's still like a vet who, who's, who's, who's the shot has gotten better after a kind of a couple weird years there. I'd be cool with just let I do I actually would not just sell him for nothing now. I'd just rather let him walk this summer because at some point you still want to be competitive this year, and I, I don't want right. to hand those minutes to Jet. I don't know. Listen, I know Jet's been lighting it up and, uh, you know, for for the for the secondary team there, but I don't, I don't. I'm not ready to hand those minutes over to someone like him. Yeah, I, I still think Gary has value this season. And I don't think that's what they're going to do, just to be clear. I could see that as a, as what they could do, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think what we're going to see, Steve, is I think we're going to see a framework of like Gary and Chuma and like the Denver pick, and they're going to go get a stopgap point guard. I, or, or, or maybe it's Fultz in the Denver pick, and I think they're going to go chase a Malcolm Brogdon or a Tyus Jones or a D'Lo, maybe Luke, I don't Luke know. Luke Kennard is a guy. Luke I actually Kennard, would be something in. like yeah. that. I think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to move a player to open up minutes for Jet. Uh, I just don't see that happening. I mean, they could, but and I know that's sort of contradicting what I just said a few minutes ago. But like again, I want to make sure it's clear. Like they could sell Gary for a second. I don't think they will. I think they're actually going to be buyers and and. and upgrade something on the margins but i don't think we're gonna go see that splash move where they're trading three or four picks for some some big name that might yeah. come this summer um or it might come next deadline because they have between now and next deadline to really kind of take advantage of the cap space that we have at the moment so um yeah. before like the fronds uh you know i'm they assuming paid, max yeah. contract kicks in and, and sugs at this point you know he's playing himself into a really expensive contract do you try how do you feel about the front office though like like, do you trust them to make these to 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 take the right steps at the right time to make us, you know, a solidified playoff team and eventually contender in the next couple of, or a few years, you know, long term future? I don't know why I, I you wouldn't, you know, I I don't think that they've like they've made any like disastrous moves. Like I think they've like we talked we pointed to sort of the past of like kind of like the unlucky lottery luck over over yeah. time and um. You know, I think we're certainly better off than we were during like the Rob Hennigan era. So, like, absolutely. You know, like is is it perfect? No. I mean, I I think there's a lot of people, a lot of noise from like people outside of Orlando being like, why aren't they? You know, why don't they? Why don't they make their version of the Siakam trade? Like, why don't they go out and go all in on this team? When I've I've just sort of been 
take the more conservative approach. Like, let these guys grow. We don't even know like what exactly is the best way to play is yet. Sometimes, um, you know, and, and and especially with the Franz injury, now we've seen less and less of those two guys together. So I, I do have faith because you know I, I guess why you know if I if I didn't that would be pretty depressing. But also like I just don't know that I have any evidence to suggest that, that like I don't have faith in them. Like I think they've done a good job of drafting. I think you know one of the issues that I had with the with last summer and the two first round picks was I just I didn't know that we had. And I think it's kind of come to fruition. I didn't know that we had enough playing time or just like the the ability on like the coaching staff from like just like a sure. manpower position to, to develop these guys. We have so many young players. The team is so young. We have so many draft picks um, that like I was kind of like, why don't why don't they try to maybe pair those together to either move up or try to get somebody like a more proven guy? Um, you know, I, I, I like I like I was Anthony in that black. camp too, by the way. Yeah, I like Anthony Black, and I, I like at some point like maybe there just wasn't a trade there to be made, so you, you have to just make the picks. And they made two picks that you know I know people didn't like the Jet pick, but I don't know, man. I, it, it, it might turn out to be fine. And Black seems like a good player, so I, I don't think that's like a disaster at all either. I actually like that they're being patient because I I think like you can go like the Cleveland route where you can say, hey, let's go and trade Don, for Donovan Mitchell, and you know I know they're kind of shooting up the standings and whatever, and they look like a decent team, but. I, I think they've done two things. One, I think they've stunted the growth of um, of, of Mobley, and maybe he was never going to be a great offensive player, but maybe he could have had more um, a better offensive role if they didn't have you know two of those dynamic guards playing who are going to you know score the most of the points and need most of the shots. Right. Um, and now look what's, what's happening. Like Donovan's probably going to want out of there. He's going to get traded, and then what are they what are they left with? I, I, maybe they'll be better off. Maybe they won't. Um, because I know they're like Bill specifically was like, why don't you guys go out and get Donovan Mitchell? I'm like, because then what? Like the timeline is all way off. Like Donovan, then Donovan's the best player on the team. You still have Paulo and you still have Franz. You think those guys could be all-stars too? You're stunting their growth. So I'm I've just I am I agree with the front office in like taking the patient approach to team building. You're also Orlando. It's not New York or LA or Miami where it's like you have kind of more time to let the cake bake a little bit than it is to just like always be in championship or bust mode. So I, I do have faith in them, man. Like, you know, obviously let's see what happens at the deadline. Let's see what happens over the summer. But I don't, I don't have any reason to like not believe that we're headed in the right direction, that we should feel good about where we're going. And I agree with that too. They've, they, especially in recent years, like they've been hitting on draft picks a lot better. Um, you know, Caleb Houston. Love hey, him. Yeah. Love he's, he's got some upside. He's on a great contract. You know, he's, he's had some rough shooting recently um, ever since he turned 21. Um, yeah, and granted, yeah, he's know. been up and down this whole year, but you know, his, his birthday was the, was like the game after he went off for like 25 points yep. against Atlanta. Yep. And, and so that's my joke. Now it's like, dude, you, when you were 20 you were, you, and you couldn't drink, you were great. You must be hung over every game. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, they have a little bit of time, you know, Franz contract that comes in is, is not until, you know, another year and a half. Mm-hmm. And like that's when like things get a little bit tight but even at that point it's like dude Franz is gonna be like what 23 24 and paulo is gonna be 22 like yeah there's no teams that are going and winning championships this young but i do think they need to continue to like plug in the holes of this roster figure out what's going on with like if if they truly believe black is the long-term answer at point guard like cool go find a stop gap a little bit just to kind of like bridge the gap a little, keep some stability in there from him and Fultz. Um, you know, maybe, maybe find some more like veteran shooting on this team because, you know, like Ingles isn't going to be here forever. Now granted, I don't want him to, to be replaced anytime soon. I love Joe Ingles. He's been like one of my favorite additions to this team, but like, yep, you know, like continue to find some stability. Like go get something that's like 
not going to crush anyone, but like go get go get Buddy Healed or or Gary Trent Jr. or something like that, who's also like expiring, and see if you can get them back on a reasonable like short term deal for a year or two. So um, that's kind of my thoughts right there with with the front the, office. So I'll, I'll add this too: like if they don't add shooting over the next like you know trade deadline slash off season, because at, at the end of the day, like. The annoying, the, the most annoying part, I think, of the team, and again, like you're you, sometimes you can only you can only play the cards that you're dealt, right? Right. And maybe those deals weren't out there. Maybe the trade to make you know to trade those two picks for a shooter weren't out there, and we don't we don't know. So like, okay, like just make the picks. But it's so clear to me that like the future of this team is if you give Franz and Paolo more spacing with how good they are going to the hoop. I mean, Franz is unreal at the rim, and Paolo's getting yeah. there too, and better at the free throw line. Like the more space, like the, the the path is give those guys more spacing. It's why I love Wendell because Wendell is like the not the traditional center. He can step out, he can shoot. He's not going to clog up the lane, but he's still a good defender in that way. Like if they don't, if they don't go down that path, because it's so clear that like that's how those guys take the next steps of being more efficient and better, and the team like running more efficiently. Then I'll then I will worry. But I I you know like to, to say that like because it hasn't happened over the last like two sort of like you know drafts or off seasons. Um, I'm not going to panic yet, but if they like sure. at some point, like the shooting thing needs to be addressed, period. And that that's when I would start to get concerned if it didn't happen. Like if, if we're going into next year a- asking these questions again, then I'm going to be annoyed. It, it, it's funny that, it, it, and I agree with that, but it's funny you were talking about Franz and like, you know, his ability to at the rim. It's, I don't remember the numbers anymore off the top of my head, but someone recently posted like our, our, our drives and attacks at the basket with Franz and without Franz of being available. And it's like, I think it was like down 25 to 30% without Franz yeah. on the pressure of, you know, getting to the basket and stuff like that. It's like, you know, we turn into a shooting team when he's not available because we don't have anyone else to drive. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're filling it with Fuchuma, who's done really well in his role recently. And then, you know, yeah. Caleb, who's been a little up and down. And no disrespect to those guys, but that's just not like the long-term fit that, that can replace someone as Franz. Yeah. It was fine for, for a few games, but, you know, hopefully we get Franz back soon. Um, all right, man, before we wrap up, we've been we've been recording for about 50 minutes. I got one one to two more questions for you, but I think yeah, no they'll worries. be quick. We're retiring Shaq's jersey. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't like it. I don't like it at all, uh, to be honest with you. And uh, this isn't like an anti-Shaq thing. Like, I don't really hold any ill will towards him, what happened or leaving. I mean, again, I was, I was like kind of young when that happened. But just like sure. looking back at it, like, I, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, I, I, I don't think he was that excited about it, which kind of bumped me out, you know, which it, it just feels... Like if this is what you're gonna do, and it's like, hey, we're gonna retire someone's jersey, I just wish there was more excitement around it. Like I think why now is one question that I would have. Um, you know, is is he a guy when you think of Shaq that you think of the Orlando Magic? Like I don't know that that's really true anymore. Like I would have I would have retired Penny's jersey before I retired. Shaq. I would retire one because like the two I think the two best players in the history of the franchise. Like I'm not saying like all time rankings, but what they meant to the team and how much they actually cared about the team would maybe be T-Mac and Penny. So I'd retire one before I retired 32. And yeah, just watching TNT when that whole thing happened, like I was just kind of like underwhelmed by the whole thing. And it kind of made me seem like it was like embarrassing in a weird way. Like I was just like, it doesn't, it's just, it just, it should mean more. And, you know, I'm not saying Shaq didn't do a ton for the team. He did. He put him on the map. They got him to the finals. Like, you know, there was like a lot of the magic nostalgia of the nineties is because of him. So I'm, I, I'm not like trying to diminish the role that he played with the organization, but I just think that we should we should hold that honor in like a little bit more of a higher tier 
And, yeah. um, and I, I, so am I mad about it? No, but I, I, if you're asking me like, do I like it or not? The answer is no. No, that that's totally fair. I, um, I, I have a lot of those things too. Like why now? Like why yeah. change the, the standards of we're only going to retire jerseys when we start winning championships. Like why did that, that standard change today? It just seems Correct. like a media poll, right? More so than like, we actually want to do this. Like, no, like we're doing this because we like, we're getting pressure. Not because like, not because like we've won a championship. Like I agree that Shaq should have eventually gotten retired, but like, <clears throat> it just seems like there's more questions as to why now that, that I have like floating around and it seems like you do too. And, uh, it's like, dude, I, I'm laughing this morning because, like, I, you know, I think a little, like, within the last week, Shaq on his po- on a podcast talked about his beef with with Dwight, and it's like they're still going back and forth on the timeline on on Twitter, and I'm just like, man, we're retiring a guy's jersey who is beefing with one of the best players to ever wear a Magic <laughs> jersey. Still, yeah. it's like you guys are acting like children. It's just like. I would have just preferred them to like keep the whole Hall of Fame thing and then retired Shaq's jersey in a decade from now when when uh we've already maybe won a championship and there's another, you know, name out there that might be retired first and just like I don't know, it just seems weird. Yeah, I'm not a Dwight I'm like not a Dwight guy. I I obviously loved him when he was sure. here and uh, but I I'm like still sort of bitter about how things ended and I here's the thing is like he fucked up his career just as much as he screwed up like the magic's future and that and during that whole debacle um but at least like i don't know i i, I think there's you have to i mean you have to retire dwight's jersey then to. which Absolutely. which like if, if shaq's getting i mean dwight was here for longer i would argue that he yeah he definitely gave the team more competitive years than shaq ever did um and yeah sure is he a flawed player and did things end poorly yeah but like if you're gonna do shaq you have to do dwight i, I just like i don't know like when you when you think of retired players, you're like guys that love the franchise, and I just don't know that I ever had, think Shaq is like a huge Magic guy. He just he, he got drafted there. He had a couple. He had some good years, and then he moved on to bigger and better things. Again, I don't harbor any ill will, but it just it just it's it's awkward. <laughs> like it's it's awkward. I think for everybody to be like, oh okay, like this is happening. Sure, like be happy about it. And I'm just I'm kind of like. I, I wish it was like a little bit more of a somebody that I could pull for, you know. I know people are like, "Oh, Nick Anderson," or who, uh, there's so many other guys that I would have probably retired their jersey before Shaq. Yeah, it, it just feels like a big media pull to make a big splash. And but it, why? Like, it, why do they? Even, why do you think they even need that? Like, why do you think they would even like they? That we're in good graces now. Like, people like the match 30, now. Thirty-five anniversary. You know what I think it was, Steve? I think it was like <clears throat> this team's on the up and up. Shaq talks a lot of shit about the Magic on a regular basis. And like, doesn't that shit, but you know, Good, like it's like cares? little like side, his side comments. I think it's like the magic trying to buy some like goodwill with national media. That's kind of what I actually think it is as this team is young and coming up and like <laughs> wanting, wanting, and it's probably not this, but like, that's what I can't help but think. Like, are you just trying to buy Shaq to talk nicely about Paulo and Franz in these next couple of years with, with, I, I don't know. That's like. That's how I justify them, like changing their standards of of yeah. not being able to do it. So. But if Shaq's gonna talk, if if Shaq's gonna talk shit about the team and and not fully buy into Paulo and Franz, that's a him problem, man. Like yeah. he's wrong. So like, cool. Like you can go on TNT and say all that stuff, but like people who know ball, like know that you're wrong. So I don't. I just I don't know. Like he's he would if he was going to continue to do that, then he's gonna one that's gonna is the is the one that's going to sound like an idiot. So yeah. I I don't know. I I just. 
we probably spent too much time on it, but I, I just, I don't know. Some, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it's weird for sure. All right, so we're retiring a jersey. We can't change that as much as we think it's weird. Who's next? Who do you want to see up there second? Oh, I said, yeah, I said, like, I mean, I would just retire one then, you know, have just yeah. have it be a have it be a penny and T-Mac night. And that would be way more joyous than. And again, I know, like, obviously, T-Mac left, too, but it just he's he's he still comes back to Orlando. He's still a part of the team. Like he was like a actually, part of the G. He was a part of the G League team for like a, a yeah. season a few years ago as like a consultant or whatever. I also understand why he left, too. You know, yeah. like I. All right. You know, we the team kind of wasn't it was all him. And, you know, the Rockets thing was what it was. Um, so I guess it would be one as, as, as sad. I mean, I guess Jonathan Isaac would have to figure out a new number, uh, sooner or later, but, um, but I, it would be, it would be that. And then I, I mean, you, you have to, you have to retire Dwight if you're, if you're retiring Shaq's jersey, you know? So, um, you know, Nick Anderson would be in, in that, in that range as well. Um, I think an, a, another guy who like clearly like loves the franchise and, you know, and, and it would just be, again, that would be like a nice thing, obviously, after all the crap that he's gone over the free throw situation. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I would go next. Although again, I don't want this to be like Yank the Yankee thing where like every number is retired. Like I, I think no. it should matter. You know, I don't want to just start this thing of like this avalanche of retiring numbers. Not that that's what's gonna happen, but um I'm just more protective of stuff like that. I and I actually don't know if I want Nick uh Nick's number retired. I mean, he's great first magic player ever, but like, you know, kind of just like a good NBA player, you know, and that's yeah. I wouldn't argue that, with you there. Yeah. He, that that's kind of like you know, doesn't mean I don't love him as a as a part of Magic history. I absolutely do, and I think he's a lot more than just the missed free throws in the finals. But it's like, you know, it, the Steve. I don't often agree with with Steve Martin or uh, sorry Alex Martin, and it's like, but he did say, you know, when uh, and I think on the radio spot in a local radio station in Orlando, he's like, you know, like Hall of Fame caliber players, like uh, you know, NBA Hall or basketball Hall of Fame caliber players, and like. I feel like you kind of got to be in that space to get to get your that's fair retired. i wouldn't argue with you yeah yeah um i do think if we do retire the number one for penny and chat or penny and uh t-mac you got to do two different jerseys you can't do one with two names on it you gotta have one for penny one for t-mac one, that's one with that's the, one with the pinstripes and the other one with the with the stars star, uh, jersey that they have now perfect Absolutely. done and done yeah, you do it. You did it one night together. It's like a great night for for both guys. Like I, that's a no brainer to me, dude. Let's throw a party and let's let's like let's see if we can get it before the game, uh, and not like afterwards when people are 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 dipping out. Are gone. Know? Yep. So yep. yeah, for sure. Um, Steve, this has been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day on a on a playoff football Saturday, uh, and also you know before the Magic play and hopefully whoop ass on the Miami Heat later today. Right um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you got anything, I mean, you don't like write content, but you produce content. Um, just <laughs> let, let the listeners know where they can find you. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the ringer stuff. I mean, Bill, Ryan, uh, like I said, we do, we do talk like a decent amount of magic. Um, I know some people are upset because Please we built in the power poll that Bill does. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't do enough on the magic. I think for some people this time around, but Bill is actually a magic believer. Like he's the, he like likes watching the team. Same thing with Ryan um and the the front office and like the the media guys those are they're always great to to us and all the shows and stuff i think we have i think fingers crossed we're gonna have jalen suggs coming up uh, on wednesday's episode of, of the rosillo show so let's go uh so i mean I, I know i know franz has been making the rounds but we haven't really heard a lot from jalen especially on a national outlet so i think this will be the first like real real good interview that he does uh nationally so we're looking forward to that so check that out on the rosillo feed wednesday you got to get paulo on one of these shows soon we, we had paulo last All-Star year campaign well, that's true too. We got to get him on that All Star camp. I mean, he's gonna make no, it. But 
I think, yeah, we had Paolo on his rookie year. I forget what, I think it was. It was. Winter I think of it was last on, year. Was um, that, on, that was on Rusella's podcast, on Rusella. right? Yep. Yeah. That yeah. Good. So like, like I good. said, I, I can't thank the, the magic that they're, they're, they're like media team is there. They treat us incredibly well. And yeah. um, I, I think they, they also know that like, you know, we care. We're going to do a good interview with them. So yeah, uh, sure. so yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what Suggs has to say on Wednesday. So that'll be fun. That will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to checking out that episode when it comes out. So, well, all right, Magic fans, we got the heat coming up in a few hours. And uh, hopefully we get some health back with Franz very, very soon, if not today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out uh, all the Ringer content. Um, support Steve. Follow him on, on Twitter. He posts a lot about soccer, but also a good amount about <laughs> about, about about the Magic. So if you're It's a little in, niche. It's, it's a little world. bit niche. But, yeah, it, if, you, if you like any of that stuff, give me a follow. It, it's a good follow for sure. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll we'll catch y'all next week on the next episode. Peace.